Welcome to APCO's podcast, Designing Education Research, Plan to Succeed. This is Dr. Archana Pradhan, Chair of the Educational Research and Scholarship Committee, and joining me today are members of the committee and national medical education experts, Drs. John Dalrymple, Scott Graziano, Nancy Hipchin, Lee Learman, and Arthur Ollendorf. The objectives of this 10-minute podcast are to, one, teach educators who are interested in publishing medical education research how to assess the quality of their research using the Medical Education Research Study Quality Instrument, and two, provide guidance to faculty who have had oral presentations at APCO-CREAG meeting accepted to self-assess Mersky score as part of their application to become a part of the MentorPod pilot. So let's begin with Dr. Learman. I've been hearing a lot about this Mersky thing. Can you tell me what is it? MERSKI is an acronym. It stands for Medical Education Research Study Quality Instrument. MERSKI was created to efficiently appraise the methodological quality of medical education research studies. It consists of six domains, study design, sampling, type of data, validity of evaluation instrument, data analysis, and outcomes. Each domain is scored from a minimum of zero or one point to a maximum of three points. The highest possible total Mersky score is 18 points. Thank you. Dr. Ollendorf, can you tell us why we should use it? Published articles using the Mersky score generally have scores of 12 or greater to be associated with a quality research publication and funding. The tool should be used by anyone interested in publishing educational research. Ideally, you would design an educational research project so that the six domains can be addressed from the outset. It provides a solid framework to ensure that when the editors are reviewing your educational scholarship, it is more likely to be accepted for publication. Great. Dr. Graziano, I want to figure out if my new curriculum is effective. How do I design the study to make sure I get the maximum number of points using the Mersky scoring system? So it's really most important to choose a design that, that best matches the, the question of interest. So while a randomized controlled trial is really a gold standard for experimental research, they're really not easy to perform in educational research and they do have some limitations. Most importantly, they can create uh, ethical concerns about selecting students for an intervention when denying others that same opportunity. So if a randomized controlled trial is not feasible, using a quasi-experimental design, such as a pre-test, post-test control group research design, will allow uh, an independent variable to be manipulated uh, without that random selection. So this is often done in the educational setting, and it would garner uh, 1.5 or 1.5 uh, for study design using the Mersky rubric. And you know, randomized controlled trial is certainly the ideal design, but if it's not doable even uh, Using two groups that are non-randomized will allow you to garner two points in the study design domain. Uh, the latter, you'll see, is often the case in many of the curricular design studies. Thanks. Dr. Dalrymple, I just have one institution in my study. If that's the case, is that a problem? It depends. Including one institution will give you just half a point out of three in the total sampling institution domain. However, if the educational intervention is completed by more than 75% of the eligible population at that single institution, you would earn another 1.5 points. So even a single institution study with significant study population participation could garner two out of three points in one of the six domains. So Dr. Hipchin, I'm gonna to turn to you. Is there a difference in quality between someone assessing study participants and having participants assess themselves? 
Certainly, this relates to the type of data in the study. Observer ratings are considered objective, and so the Mirsky tool would assign a score of three to observer ratings. If participants assess themselves, this translates to a score of only one, because as you can see, there may be other biases that come into play. All right, Dr. Learman, tell us, where do most studies get into trouble? What are the most common pitfalls? Uh, well, a study published in Academic Medicine listed the most common problems with educational research manuscripts, insufficient problem statement, inaccurate literature review, biased or small sample, insufficient data or measurement tools, defective tables or figures, inappropriate statistics, and the text being difficult to follow. These are the same sorts of reasons that clinical research papers are rejected. Higher Mirsky scores are associated with a higher likelihood of publication in competitive peer-reviewed journals. A Green Journal publication in 2017 used the Mirsky to score meeting abstracts from the Craig-Apco annual meetings in 2015 and 16. The average Mirsky score for abstracts was nine out of 18 possible points, which is similar to abstracts from educational meetings in other specialties. Published educational research papers across specialties have Mirsky scores that are about three points higher, 12 out of 18. There are some common pitfalls in each of the Mirsky's six domains that might be helpful to point out and will echo some of the answers from the other panel members. Let's start with study design. Rejected studies often involve just one group rather than including pre-post measures or a comparison group. In sampling, a single institution and less than 50% response rate create potential bias and a lack of generalizability. Multiple institutions and higher response rates provide more meaningful data. For type of data, self-assessments by study participants alone are rated much lower on Mirsky than objective measures of knowledge and skills. For validity of the evaluation instrument, rejected studies often use assessment tools that are homegrown and lack evidence of validity rather than then using established tools that have already been psychometrically evaluated. For example, homegrown survey that has not been statistically studied for its internal structure, content validity, and relationship to other variables gets zero points in this domain of the Mirsky scale. It is better to use an existing survey with good validity evidence. For data analysis, rejected studies may offer only a simple description of outcomes rather than using statistical techniques to identify the unique relationship between the intervention and outcomes. And for the final Mirsky domain, outcomes, the highest score is given to studies that assess how educational interventions improve patient or healthcare outcomes. The next level includes impact on learner behaviors, knowledge and skills. The lowest scores go to the outcomes that are unfortunately the most common ones measured learner satisfaction, attitudes, learner perceptions, opinions, and general facts. Keeping these Mirsky criteria in mind when designing educational research can set the stage for success. So after all the work is done, analyses completed, and manuscript written, that paper can be published and its findings can be disseminated to inform educational practice and future research. Thanks. Definitely tips to look out for. Dr. Graziano, what if I have no statistical background, though? What do I need to know? So the, uh, the basics are the, the data analysis is evaluated based on two things, sophistication and appropriateness. So descriptive analysis that may include uh, frequency, mean, median would score one, while use of any statistical test of inference would garner a score of two in the data analysis domain. And if you use the appropriate test, the study would receive another point in this domain as well. Let me turn to Dr. Ollendorf. I, what if I have this great 
data on how much students enjoyed my intervention. Is that a valuable outcome measure? Participant satisfaction is a really important balancing measure. However, data about participant demographic that includes satisfaction or attitudes, perceptions, and general facts would only score one point in this domain. True data outcomes that reflect change of behaviors or patient outcomes or healthcare outcomes tend to score much higher. All right, Dr. Dalrymple, when, when's the appropriate time to look at the Mursky? Once you have identified an educational question, the rubric can be used in an iterative fashion to create a study that yields more actionable and sustainable outcomes aimed at physician behaviors that ultimately improve patient outcomes. At the time of publication, the rubric will guide the writer to highlight the Mursky domains, making it easier for the journal review to understand the merits of the paper. Dr. Hipchin, what if I use the Mursky and my idea score is really low? What do I do? Well, keep in mind that even with a low Mursky, your idea still has potential. It'll just require you to consider how you interpret the data collected and how you convey the implications from the findings. You could review each of the criteria in the Mursky to see if there's a way to improve the score in any of the domains. Perhaps invite colleagues from other institutions or APCO to participate, or perhaps build in more objective measures. Dr. Graziano, what if my educational scholarship is not original research? What can I use? So the Mursky can still be used uh, as a way to measure the quality of the original work. Um, there's a strong need for replication studies in medical education research. So, uh, you know, what you are doing may not be original, uh, but it may be a way to perhaps enhance what was done and raise the quality of the original work. Thank you all so much for sharing these explanations with us. I hope this podcast and explanation of Mursky will help you all succeed in designing quality educational research.